Almost 10 years ago, Katie Parker founded Singer's Company, a place where little girls can sing, dance, and act in a wholesome environment while building confidence and performance skills. Katie recognized the staggering statistics of declining teen confidence and self-worth that was plaguing our nation. So she decided to start the I Believe in Me Project, an online-based program for girls 11 years of age and older. The program offers weekly short videos that provide guidance and encouragement in many areas, including friendship, school, goals and dreams, social media, beauty, hair, discovering and pursuing talents, creating healthy habits, fashion, and so much more. The adventures in I Believe in Me help each girl create and establish her own garden of life experiences and accomplishments. What flowers does she want to plant and what weeds does she need to keep out? This week, I sit down with the three amazing women who host I Believe in Me, Katie Parker, Allie Callister, and Becky Fife, to talk about some of the most important issues 11 year old girls face throughout their teenage years, what their advice is in many different scenarios, and how to tackle some of the trickiest things about being a teen or tween with grace and confidence. Today, I have three friends with me who are incredible women, and they have a beautiful message to share with girls ages 11 and up, and I'm so excited to talk to you about their message and their passion, and I just can't wait. So I'm going to start with Katie. So Katie Parker, my friend Katie, who is so wonderful and just amazing. I want to hear, Katie, where this all got started and what your inspiration was. Okay. I believe in me got started because of a company I started for elementary age girls. It's called Singer's Company, and it's all about strengthening these girls' confidence. And in that company, the focus is we use the tools of singing and dancing. But as these girls graduated out of this program, and I've done that for years, but a few years ago, just seeing where the world was going with technology and seeing and starting to hear the statistics of how that influence was affecting the tweens and getting into those years... It was really hard for me to see these graduating girls of Singer's Company go off into middle school and I couldn't offer them any more strength or support. And so about three or four years ago, I just honestly, I couldn't sleep. The statistics were just keeping me up at night. And it was just like, what can we do? And it just all of a sudden, it just came and I believe in me was born. And um, sorry, I didn't mean to get emotional so quickly right out of the gate, but these girls need support and they need continued support. And they need to know that this world is a wonderful place to live in, no matter how difficult it can be, that they matter and that their gifts that they've been given, that they should focus on growing that. And in that comes the confidence at this age. And so there's so many new things to navigate in middle school. So we just wanted to be there for them and to help prepare them for what lies ahead so that it can stay healthy and happy. And so that's how I believe in me was born. It's all about strengthening these girls still. So wonderful. I love it. So tell me where you decided to pull in Allie and pull in Becky and a little bit about their backgrounds and why the three of you. Becky and Allie were both singers, company directors, but they both share the same passion and have such a fun zest for life. I love hanging out with them, but they're so positive. And I think we hear a lot about the negative a lot and people tend to dwell on that. And I believe in me, we definitely acknowledge 
situations in life, but we are moving forward. It's a very action, happy oriented program. And so that's right. So Becky's amazing. The way she organizes her life and runs her life, she's able to find the joy even in the middle of the storms. In fact, she was just sharing, Becky, you got to share the Buffalo story. Oh, (laughs) okay. You're so sweet, Katie. I appreciate your your sweet comments, but I love mantras. I love mindset, Corinne. So I was just telling Allie and Katie, like my current mantra right now is to be the Buffalo. Oh, okay. It's be the Buffalo, Becky, be the Buffalo. I can do this, be the Buffalo. And I was so, I was teaching them just really quick before you got on how buffaloes by nature, when a storm comes in Yellowstone, Mm -hmm. like up in Montana, in Idaho, they go towards the storm and they walk through the storm, which means they get through it. They end up on the other side versus a cow Uh where a cow will sit still and the storm (laughs) comes and it dwells on them. So I'm like, okay. So anytime I'm like faced this week with a hard thing, it's be the buffalo, (laughs) Becky, the buffalo. I I can do this. I love love that visual. I love the visual. So So be the buffalo. Okay. And that, so I believe in me, that really is our approach is acknowledge the storm and just get through it. Don't worry about, don't hover because you're strong enough. You got this. And so you ask why we came together at these three women. Yeah. I guess we're all have that Buffalo mentality (laughs) and and Allie too. Allie, even in our episodes that for the girls, we always talk about Allie's positive outlook in life Mm -hmm. and Allie's just sunshine. She really is. One of our mantras that I believe in me is be the sunshine. Let's just be the Allie (laughs) or be Allie. You guys are, you guys are too kind. Yes. But what I, would Allie do? I knew Allie in college and she was yeah. that way for sure. <laughs> Allie, what do you feel? I'm going to put you to the test. Oh gosh. This is hard for a lot of women, but I want you to tell me what your strengths are and what you bring to I Believe in Me. I know it's hard to talk about yourself that way. That is, that is really hard, but I would say simply just that I have taught myself how to be happy. I've gone through a lot of things. College was a hard time. You're up by yourself. And there was a lot of like emotional ups and downs and roller coasters and family and friends. Everybody has a hard time. And I just saw so much strength in being happy no matter what. Of course, do I have meltdowns? Yes. Do I have times when I'm struggling? 100%. But I have found and I've taught myself the things that I need to do personally to be happy all the time. And I think that is probably my biggest strength in life is I can laugh my way through most situations and just be light and carefree. And that's how I just live my life is just happy and carefree. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. In our episodes, Corinne, Allie is often the comic relief. And the girls, I know. you oh, need dear. that. You got to have yes. that. Yes. Oh. And the girls' reaction to her, they always, they love Allie. They want to, oh, they, they love to laugh with Allie. It's because I still think I'm 13. That's why. <laughs> As I'm not almost 40, I'm still like 15 years old. So I, I love well to them. Okay. So you mentioned episodes, Katie. I want to know what medium you chose to speak to these girls and why and how long the episodes are and how they're constructed. So let's go into that. For sure. So a girl that becomes a member of I Believe in Me, we're just like a girls club, a positive, happy girls club. So each week she'll log into her private site. Mm -hmm. So our platform is private. We don't want them to be able to search beyond when our episodes finish. We're very careful on keeping it. So 
They go online. Our episodes average about 12 minutes, Mm -hmm. but we want them to get excited and then go live offline and use the tools offline. So each week, there's a new Planting the Seeds episode. Our whole program has a garden theme, and that is what sets us apart. It is happy. We believe every girl is a unique individual with gifts to share in this world. And that's one of our first mantras that we teach them. Our first episode is, you are a girl with gifts to grow and share. And in your garden of life and in the garden of the world, we need all different types of flowers, not just all the same. If our garden only had daisies, even though I love daisy, it's my favorite flower. It would be a very boring garden. Yeah. We need hydrangeas. We need different colors. We need different sizes and shapes and different strengths and weaknesses in this garden of the world. That's the beauty of the world. And so to help those girls feel that. So the first episode is the main episode. The main part of the program is called planting the seeds, which is planting these ideas and new tools in your garden of life that will help you keep things blooming and keep the sun shining. And those main episodes each week, there's a new one every week, mm-hmm. average about 12 minutes. And Love then it. beyond that, once they've completed that entire episode, then a couple other sections will open up. One is called bloom. And that is just all the beauty and hair tips and fashion tips. And so that's fun. Those things are wonderful. And those girls in this phase of life are starting to really get into that and be interested in that. So we provide that in a very healthy, fun way. We have all these different contributors, fashion experts, hair stylists, makeup artists, but the planting the seeds episode are the ones I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. Those are weekly and the girls can do it at their own pace. They can watch four episodes on one sitting and for the whole month, or they can just take it week by week. So it just depends on how much of Ali, Becky, Katie they really want. In their <laughs> I love oh that. Yeah. And I, it feels like 12 minutes seems perfect for an 11 or 12 or 13 year old. And so I want to ask too, when you talk about who's this for, do you feel like you're going for like the girl who's struggling or is this just for anyone? This is really for anyone, but 11 years old to 12 years old, that is the key target because it's before they're really bombarded with the social media pressure and Mm -hmm. things like that. So we want them to equip them with the tools before that. Doesn't mean that we have lots of older girls in the program too that are loving it, but it's right out of elementary school going into middle school. So we have three different levels of membership. Becky's perfect to talk about this. Beck, can you share the three different levels? Yes, we we have the root membership, the grow and the bloom. So there's three different, you can root into our 12 main episodes and become a member and have access to all 12 at Mm -hmm. one time. Or you can do the weekly episodes, like it's a yearly membership subscription. And then you can also add on, if you want a monthly little surprise in the mail, like a little bloom box, like a little something fun with lip gloss or barrettes or hair ties or little plants that you can water and grow. That's another little additional level that if you wanted to have that each month, it's a fun little reminder and and it ties into the lessons and stuff from the month too. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. I really want to dive into, first of all, I have a question for all three of you. Why this 11 to 12 year old group of girls and why is middle school so hard? I remember that being literally the hardest time of my life, I think, where I was just so confused. There were so many new things. So 
Why is this a passion for each of you? I'd love to hear from Katie first. I think you just said it. There's lots of new things going on. Your body's changing. Your friends are starting to change. And sometimes it surprises you. It's not always changing for the good. And so you start to question, who am I? Where do I want to be? And you want to feel included and belong, but you're not quite sure the same people are the same as you thought they were going to be. And so it just makes you just really start to look outside for validation when really, obviously you shouldn't, but it's just a natural thing because things are so new. Yes. Gosh, that's so true. What do you think, Becky? I have to say, I think this time of your life is so special and so specific. I have four daughters and I have seven kids, three boys and four girls. My youngest daughter is just finishing fifth grade and will be heading into middle school next year. So I've been at this crossroads four times now. Yeah. And all four of my daughters, (laughs) I don't think I'm a pro, but all four of my daughters have their own strengths and they've all experienced middle school differently. But just last night, my Molly came to me in tears because of some things that some friends had said. And so she's, and this hasn't happened before. Like this is one of the first times she's ever come to me. And it was so cute. She was standing far away. I could tell she was nervous and she started to talk to me. She started getting really teary. And I would, and I realized, okay, the mom hat came on, like the the caring mom. Okay. She's hurting. And she explained to me the situation. And I just, it's, it's great. And we just had a really good talk and I just helped her realize maybe some of the tools that I've taught her because she's been doing the, I believe in me program. And she just realized that sometimes you just have to brush some things off and people say things, hurtful things when they're hurting and to maybe just reach out and be kind and loving, but you also can't, I I was just trying to help her understand that sometimes friends need boundaries and you need to set your boundaries so that you can also protect your heart if things are said. So I think middle school, there are some girls that are going to be dramatic and you need to know how to handle that drama there. So it's just one of those times where these girls are learning who they are and how to navigate among each other, among, and it's just a lot of insecurities and those insecurities can end up hurting other people if you don't know how to handle them. Yeah, that's so true. Gosh. And that's so wonderful that you guys were able to have an open conversation about that and feelings and what's happening. A lot of girls don't even want to or know how to open up to their moms about that. And I love that you said tools. I I would love to hear more about that. Some of the tools that you guys teach and I believe in me. I don't know who the, who the best person mm-hmm. is for that, but Maybe Allie. Okay. Okay. I will. So in answer to your question too, Corinne, when you said, why is middle school so hard? And you said you felt like it was the hardest time of your life. I was like, me too. Me too. Really? Because you seem so confident, Allie. No, no. Okay. And so I will tell you why. Is we had just moved to a brand new school. We had moved school districts. I know I knew zero, zero people the first day of middle school. And I sat by myself at lunch for days and I cried And I was too embarrassed to tell my parents and just, it is just middle school is so hard because there's so many of these new situations that these girls encounter of deciding and there's a lot of decision-making. And at that age, they're, they're, they know how to make good decisions, but they're still learning. So when I sat at lunch by myself, I was like, okay, well, I can either 
be very sad about it and not know what to do and curl up in a ball, which I did. I totally did. <laughs> Newhart Middle School. I know exactly where I was around the portable. Oh. I knew where I was. And then I was like, okay, I've got to just buck up and I've got to go meet people and I've got to go find friends. And a couple days later, I was able to sit with girls at lunch. But those are the things that happen in middle school. And that's why it's so hard. And these tools that we give these girls and that we teach them and talk about help us combat those hard experiences and those times where we need to make decisions, whether it's about friends, whether it's about being happy. And I learned that if I wanted... I had a lot of work ahead of myself in middle school. I had to make yeah. all new friends. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone previously, obviously. So mm -hmm. I had to wean out like the good and the not so goods and the ones that I wanted to grow and bloom and be a part of. And then I had to push away those that, that weren't so good. And in the middle of that, one of our tools that we kind of share is to be the sunshine. And I think that's where I found, I got to be happy. I got to be fun. I got to be like the confident one if I want to make friends. And if we can teach these girls these different things to do when they come to these situations and when they come to the places where they need to make good choices, then middle school can be so fun and so happy and so good. And it doesn't have to be scary. And that's what I think we're striving to do is because so many of us, I think everybody has that time in middle school when they yes. have to eat lunch by themselves or they get made fun of by their best friend or that happened to me too. Ugh. But like all of these things. So we just give them so many tools. And I, as we do these and as we talk about them, I always say to myself, gosh, I wish I would have known this 20 years ago. Right? I wish I, I, all the time. I was like, dang it. I wish I could have done that situation different because now I know what I would, what I could and should have done. So yes, yes. So that leads me to asking about the tools again. I think it, I remember feeling like people would say, oh, you just have to be confident or just go put yourself out there. And I would think, but I don't know how, or I'm awkward or I'm like doing it wrong. <laughs> Katie, how do you like, how do you teach these girls? What are some of the things that you teach them? Give me a couple of tools. Okay. So when you said like, how do I do that? It's like, exactly. It's like, okay, go be confident. What does that mean? <laughs> so for instance, like Allie, she says, be the sunshine. Yeah. That those tools are the, are introduction tools. How do you introduce yourself to people? And some girls are shy and some girls are naturally outgoing. And so we give them different levels. So for instance, the first level of be the sunshine is just smile at someone. That's it. Just smile. And then if you jump up to the fourth level, it's go reach out beyond yourself and sit by someone at lunch and find a new friend. So it makes them feel comfortable, whatever personality type that they, you know, may, might begin middle school at, they can feel comfortable trying different things. And they don't have to be one way. They don't have to just go be confident. And then we also talk about things that where does confidence come from? And that's where if they can focus on just their garden of life, really think about what they want to do and how to, how do you get there? And so we really break it down where it starts off with maybe be the sunshine or we just talk about turn worry into work. One of our main tools too is you don't have time for that in your garden. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like yeah. you don't have time to feel that way or to let that girl make you feel that way. 
you you need to get busy. Get busy because you I, have we, a test we tomorrow. Need that, we need that as adults too. Oh, yes. Like you, yes. you get your feelings hurt about something or you start right. worrying about something and you just sit in those feelings and right. let yes. them like 100%. take over your whole day. And before you know it, you've wasted like half the day worrying <laughs> about something that actually doesn't matter and you have no control over. Exactly. Totally. And one of our favorite things, our tools is turn worry into work. Okay, tell me. Okay, Beck, tell her what that means. So confidence comes from working and being feeling like you are making a difference in your garden, in someone serving someone. So we instead of sitting there and worrying about something that you don't have control over, like you said, Corinne. Right. It's let's look at what we can do. Let's just break it down to bite size, like today. Let's work hard on your math test. Let's work hard. Let's clean up your room. Turn on a timer for three minutes. Work in your room. Celebrate the whole way through. Tell yeah, yourself. I love that. Every mom listening just, to this is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what naturally happens, Corinne, as these girls will like accomplish and work, even at tiny little things like, oh my gosh, why don't you reorganize your sock drawer? There's a feeling of accomplishment and totally um, value that comes from that. Or, or Self-worth, let's, let's, yeah. Yes, let's write a cute note for your little sister and put on her bed. You're oh. going to smile. She's gonna, like, work in your garden, make it a better place than what it was. And it has, it, it doesn't have to be big. It can start tiny, right? And it can stay tiny. Just bite-sized little things that can make a difference. But we don't want to sit and wallow and focus the energy in a, in a way where it's not going to bless and help us grow. We want to grow towards the light, not stay in the dirt, right? I love yes. it. Yes. And what you said, Becky, and like it started out with when you feel out of control, meaning you something happened and it is beyond your control. But when you work at something and you reorganize that sock drawer, you ju- you're in control of that sock drawer and you feel that. You feel like, okay, I got this. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tackle that novel that I didn't want to read for English. I can do it. Like, okay, just right. one chapter. And so it gives you that control and that feeling of, strength and confidence. That's where it comes from. Working in your garden. That is where the confidence comes from for these girls. And we love love to say, we love to say, be a worker, not a whiner. Right? (gasps) So good. I'm going to start saying that to my kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully we we want these girls to say that in their own heads, you know, be a worker, not a whiner. Yes. Yeah. 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 For all the awful negative things that could be swirling around in their heads during this time of life. That's such a great mantra to have. Yeah, right. We also acknowledge, it's not that we plow through everything, no garden pun attended, intended, but bad things happen. And things happen to you, especially in middle school, that sometimes they're just not fair or they feel really unfair or they're unexpected. Like Allie, you had to move. And we have those unexpected things that make you, (gasps) we have a name, we've named those and we know how to get through those. Allie, do you want to share? Yeah. So those are the wormholes in life. And those- Wormholes. The wormholes. Worms. Everybody has worms. Everybody Everybody gets worms. Everybody has worms. If you are digging, those of you that might be proficient gardeners, which I am not, but I know the analogy. When you're digging in the dirt and you see a worm, one of the, your automatic reaction is to be like, what is happening? <laughs> and that is what happens in life is 
those things you move, you have a sickness in the family, you have a family situation that is beyond your control that you're just left to deal with. Or there's other things with friends and family that that kind of come into your life that are not expected mm-hmm. at all. But like a um, pandemic. Yes, yes exactly. Like a pandemic. <laughs> worm, worm, wormhole, yes. wormhole. But we <laughs> teach them to focus on the good and to serve and to get out of that and to think of good and positive things to get them out of that wormhole. And like we've said multiple times already is just go be the sunshine is go towards the light and take those wormhole experiences and learn from them. And it's okay to feel all of the feels. It's okay. That's human nature. That's natural. And it's good too. You need to process whatever experience, Mm -hmm. whatever situation, all of the emotions, and then get working. Yeah. When the worms come, they leave a hole. Mm. And, and it feels like that hole. It can feel really dark. Yeah. And you, in your garden of life, you have the decision to make. What am I going to fill this hole with? Yep. And in a garden, worms are so good. That's what we talk about with these girls is that you need these hard situations because that's what makes your soil stronger and you can right. grow a happier, healthier, more beautiful garden. So these are good things even though they seem and feel really bad in the moment, they leave a hole. And so Becky, talk about what, what we do. What do we do when we find ourselves with a hole? <laughs> <laughs> with a hole. Well, we fill that hole with light. We fill that hole with things that we choose in our garden. I was just thinking of the analogy. It's really fun with this garden imagery and that growth mindset mm-hmm. to give these girls like real life examples in nature that illustrate like exactly what Katie said, like how wormhole actually, it aerates the soil. It's bringing nutrients in. And the same thing is with a butterfly, that butterfly has to push itself out of that cocoon. And that's not easy, but in order for that butterfly to survive, it's got to work. It's got to push its way through. It's got to go against the adversity to get through that cocoon, through that chrysalis to get the blood into its wings. And then it gets to fly. Not before not beforehand. So through some of these wormholes and crazy things in our garden that come, the rain, all of these things actually end up blessing us if we can just dig our roots down and hang on, right? I love that. So powerful. Okay. I want to ask you guys about a couple of, I I have, there's a lot of topics that I want to get to. Let's talk about talking to boys. Cause I saw that, (laughs) that that was a topic. And I was like, (laughs) I would have loved to have someone sit me down and give me a little bit, even just a tiny bit of guidance on how to talk to boys as an 11 or 12 year old. So walk me through a little bit of what you guys teach. We, well, this is fun because I was kind of boy crazy at that age. So I always <laughs> right? had a crush. Right. Me yeah. Too, I was Katie. very careful. I didn't like, I couldn't, I didn't date till later on. So I, it wasn't that I was even talking to them a lot, but we give them, I think it's really different nowadays than it was when we were in middle school because mm-hmm. of the ease of communication. So we, some of the tools that we, or the tips that we give is but when you're 11 and 12, you don't feel like at school when you see boys, do the be the sunshine, say hi, asking questions. But really, you don't want to be texting or calling boys at this age. Yes. So really take the pressure off, just have fun and be their friend. But we really say not too much outside communication than physically in school and just being happy. So really, they're young. They're really young. And we talk about how fun it is and crushes. And we talk (laughs) about how to do that. But we also say be classy and classy, not 
overly available. And we go into detail about what that means with a phone, what that means with friends. I want to talk about the phone because that also really intrigued me, like the screen interaction versus in-person interaction. I find that teenagers, it's really difficult for some of them to have person-to-person interaction and to make eye contact and to actually have a normal conversation because they're so used to communicating through texting and through their phones. What do you guys teach with that? Okay. Becky has the cutest story of her. uh, Yeah. Becky, you got to, you got to talk about your kids. It's okay. Okay, So yes, I agree. I feel like it's crippling these kids to learn person-to-person communication when they can just so freely text and send emojis and there's different, you don't truly know what emotions or what signals you're sending when through text, because it's just a screen. You can't read the physical. So I, my 13 year old son does not have a phone yet, but he was texting a girl, a really cute girl in our neighborhood on my phone. Mm -hmm. And they were just, you know, friendly back and forth, but almost like texting every day. And he would get my phone so excited to check in with her and see like how she was doing. Well, we went to a church activity where he knew he would see her. And I said to him, I said, okay, Ben, you have to make sure that you go talk to her in person. Right. And he was, he started to blush. He's mom. I'm like, Mm-mm, you're not allowed to text her on my phone. If you cannot communicate to her in person. <laughs> so after we were like having some refreshments and I had asked him, I said, have you talked to her yet? And he said, no. And he was bashful and he walked away. And then the girl came over to talk to me because she's a really cute girl. I've known her for a long time. I yeah. was actually she was in singer's company with me. So I've known Aww. her for a long time. Yeah. And, I, and then I asked her, I'm like, has my son come over to say hi to you? And she blushed and she said, no. And I said, okay, you need to help him because he's a boy, but you need to. And of course they're 13. So they're a little bit older. I said, you need to go say hello and start a conversation. And she's, oh, I'm so nervous. And I said the same thing to her. I said, you can't text my son if you can't talk to him in person, McKay. I'm sorry. I love you, <laughs> but you guys need to learn how to talk. And so she took her friends over, They her little security blanket, and they went over and they started to talk to my son. And I could see at the beginning, it was nerve wracking, but then the nerves went away and they started actually talking. And I was like, okay, that's a win. But it took me telling each one of them, go talk, like talk person face to face. Isn't that crazy? Oh my it's gosh. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So we do tell these girls, look, a screen is not the same. You're not improving your social skills by talking to a screen. You will no, only and I improve those skills by talking face-to-face with someone. Right. I think too, I've noticed in my kids, my teenagers, as they go into middle school with a device, that it's so much easier to say things that you wouldn't normally say in person over a screen. Gosh, and even so true. Yes. And so I noticed that as a mom pretty quickly that it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't need to be dropping the love word yet. You are 12. You know what I mean? And that word means something. And so let's rewind. So we actually, a rule in our house is as a girl, you don't get to text boys until you turn 14, but you can call them. You can totally dial their number and call live. (laughs) Use words. Yeah. Yeah. Use words. (laughs) Because I think it it just keeps them safe. You know, they don't need to be worrying about talking or sharing too much emotion at this age. So we just give these girls some happy little guidelines. And if you're looking for which boys to really have crushes on, it's not necessarily always like the hottest boy. We guide them to the boys that are working hard in their gardens, their own gardens. Mm -hmm. Like those boys that care about school and are kind to others with what they say, Mm -hmm. those are the boys that have light to give. Yes, I love that. 
And the way to attract those boys is by working hard in your own garden. Yes. So that's our focus right now is work on you. Those conversations and things with the boys will happen as you have something to talk about because you've been working hard. You've done great in school. You're on the soccer team. You're doing things. Yep. That's so true. And I feel like I even have to work on making sure that my social skills are okay. And I write for a living. I write blog posts every day. And I even find that going to write things without emojis is hard sometimes because I yes. you rely on those so heavily to That's show a good point. if you're excited or if you're laughing at something or if you're using the face palm or whatever. <laughs> if you don't have those and you have to write a paper for school or something, I I find myself all the time having to refine that skill of writing without emojis. And anyway, that's just a side note. But I love that you guys are teaching that and addressing these things that I didn't even have to think about that when I was 11 or 12 years old. But Allie, go for Um, it. And especially right now, I was just, I just wanted to add after the pandemic, after all of these kids have been stuck behind a screen for the last year and a half, it is so important. It is vital to their development that they learn how to communicate face-to-face. We stress that so much and we are giving them ideas of how to approach other people and things like that. And it's, these poor kids have just been like, just almost their safety has become behind a screen. And we are doing everything we can to get them out and interacting and communicating and conversing with other friends and other people. And when it comes to boys, teaching them how to safely do it. Anyways, I just want to say it's so crucial right now for these kids going into sixth, seventh and eighth grade that have Mm -hmm. lived the last year and a half online because of COVID to develop these skills and how important and how meaningful they can be. They really can. Yep. Yep. I love that. Okay. I do want to talk about something that I saw you guys addressed that I really struggled with this, dealt with this, still deal with it sometimes, and that's hurt feelings. So I saw that you guys addressed that in your program. And I would love to start, Katie, with what you teach them about hurt feelings because it happens to everyone, but especially I feel like in that zone of just starting out with middle school. Yeah, oh, that we touch on this all the time because I <laughs> okay. believe in middle school, everyone's dealing with this all the time. Yeah, Our first real stab at this for one of the, as the hurt feelings episode. We have two of them right in a row. And we talk about the four second rule. And this is one of the biggest secrets of middle school is that you get to decide how long your feelings stay hurt. You have the power. Oh, wow. I love that. You can choose four seconds. You can choose four minutes. You can choose four days. You can choose four weeks. You can choose four months. And then we talk about, <laughs> well, girls, which one are we going to tell you that we you do? And we just scream. You don't have time. You have so much work to do in your garden that feels good. And you want to grow that talent over there. And you want to do really good in social studies this time. And you want to yes. try out for that choir in school. You don't have time to have hurt feelings. And so that's like the basic one. And then we have another one that let's say you have the same friend or the same situation situation in a certain person in one of your classes is just over and over and over. We call that three strikes you're out. Meaning like if you have that same friend that you just feel a little bit of attacked and it's happened three times in a row now in a short period of time, you don't totally like write them off, but it's time to make a change and have courage. And how do you make that change? Like how do you reach out and maybe go hang out with someone else? But 
this is your garden. You decide who you let in and out of it and you decide how long you stay hurt. And we say four seconds. You got no, you don't got time. You don't have time, girls. <laughs> so powerful. I love that. Ali and Becky, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think what gives these girls the ability to move past hurt feelings is knowing that they have the power. Because yeah. so many times you're like, this happened to me and she did totally. this and he did mm-hmm. this. And I'm this way because of X, Y, or Z. And there was a situation I remember vividly. I knew where I was in elementary school that I got my feelings hurt. And I still remember it this day. And if I talk about it too much, I start to tear up because it really hurt me. But at the same time, teaching that the girls have the power to not let that affect them is incredible. If they know that they are in charge, because so many times it's like they feel powerless because something is happening to them. But if they know that they have the power and they're in charge and they are their master gardener, that they get to decide, not somebody else. Somebody else doesn't get to decide how you feel. You get to decide. And of course, we teach them that it's okay for it to hurt because some things are really going to hurt. 30 years later, I still remember what this one boy said to me, but I know that I have the power. I know that even as adults, like at any age, if we have the power, because you'll deal with this throughout every stage of your life. If you know that it is your decision and you have the power to decide how you feel and how it's going to affect you, it is empowering for these girls to know that, oh no, you're not going to tell me how to do this, or you're not going to tell me I get to decide. And I think that's just, it's mind blowing when you really think about it. And when you really internalize, oh, I got this, I can do this. Yep. I love that so much. Okay. I want to ask you too about dealing with stress. I really truly feel like teenagers and even like the 11 and 12 year olds that we're talking Mm -hmm. about now deal with the most stress they'll ever deal with in like middle school and high school. I mean, life is stressful as an adult. And I think we like joke about adulting and whatever. I Mm -hmm. truly think that teenagers have it the worst. It's so sad. (laughs) They do. I agree. I totally agree. So what do you teach? When they, when they start, they actually get like a cute little garden kit. And the main thing in there is a planner and we teach them how to prioritize things in their life and how to use that planner in a middle school way. And so we do things called brain dumping every week where you write everything down that you have to do. And -hmm. if you have a volleyball game on Thursday, you got to let your mom know that you're going to need your your uniform clean by then, or maybe you do it yourself, but all the moms are like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Do your own laundry. (laughs) Yeah. So we talk, that's a main part of the program is really, again, working in your garden of life, but how do you find the beauty in the crazy? Yeah. Life is crazy and it's busy, especially, and you've got my daughter, she gets little pings on her phone all the time. We talk about putting your phone away while you're doing your homework and getting those distractions and What happens to your brain when you're distracted? It takes 20 minutes to get back on track. And then you find yourself, the minutes are going flying by and you have no minutes left and then stress sets in. So we Mm -hmm. talk about sleep habits. Beck, what other stress tools do we, we have so many. We we break it down to help these girls learn how to manage their minutes. Yeah. Because that is really what matters because it's a a learning process. Yeah. It's a huge skill. And so if we can help them build solid routines in the morning, mm-hmm. solid routines after school, solid nighttime routines. Yep. And then look at the in-between because sometimes even as adults, we don't realize when we pick up a phone, we can let 
minutes go oh, by. Like it's so easy. And and it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes we do need minutes to decompress, but we always try to encourage these girls. If you're going to go do something to unwind, set a timer. Timers are your best friend because really the difference in your day, whether you can get into bed and feel like, oh my gosh, I had a great day versus, oh, I didn't do anything today. It's in the in-betweens. It's in the minutes. So we have a little saying about how do you spend your 1440, which is minutes in a day. Mm. So spend your minutes wisely. That 1440, we all get the same. And it's not to stress these kids out, but it's more to help them. Ali said, they're in control of those minutes. They can manage those minutes wisely. And the stress will take care of itself as you start to handle your time and manage your time better. But it's a skill that they'll learn as they're going through middle school and into high school and into adulthood. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I love it that you guys teach them these skills and organization and emotional tools and emotional intelligence and confidence. I'm just, my mind is blown and I'm just, maybe <laughs> I need to do, I believe in me. Uh, I'm serious. But okay, we're running out of time. So I want to ask each of you if there's one message that you want the person listening to this episode to remember, what do you want that one message to be? Let's start with you, Katie. Well, if I was talking to an 11-year-old, which is obviously who we're just really focusing on, it even applies to women, is that you are a girl with gifts to grow and share. Everybody has gifts and this world needs you. And we we can just push all of the ugly things away that distract us from letting ourselves feel free and beautiful and grow. That's it. The the world needs you. Your gifts, what you have to offer, and it makes all these differences make the world beautiful. And so just that you are needed and start working in your gardens or keep working in your gardens. Keep going, keep growing because everyone is needed. We need each other. You are needed. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Becky, what's your one message? I would have to say one of my favorite sayings in I Believe in Me is strong hearts and strong minds mean strong girls. Mm. And I would love for these girls to learn to trust their heart and their mind and to check in with those two things and to listen to that, to listen. So if they're feeling icky or if they're feeling uncomfortable, to trust, check in with that inner self and listen to that voice and respect it. and. Be your own best friend, right? Like your mind and your heart will lead you where you want to go and just trust it and build that, work on it. Make those strong because the result will be a strong girl who can withstand these hurt feelings, these crazinesses of the world that we live in right now. So powerful. Thank you for that. Okay, Allie. I think my one message to everybody listening, but like Katie said, to especially to that 11-year-old girl who's going through who knows what is you're perfect the way you are. And that's what we teach them, to be confident in who they are and to continue growing with what they have. And every flower in our garden is beautiful. Every single flower is beautiful in its own unique and special way. And if they can hold on to that and know that they don't need to change who they are for someone else, or to fit into a different group, or to be accepted by somebody else, they are perfect just the way they are. 
That is so impactful. And I, oh my gosh, I love your answers. Yes. I love, I I have enjoyed this so much and I wish my yes. daughter Annabelle was old enough to do it. I can't wait till she is because she needs this and I need this and every woman needs this. Like trust yourself, have confidence. And I, it's just so many beautiful things that you guys shared. Where can people find you? Where can they sign their daughters up for this and join the I Believe in Me garden growing you can find us on instagram so we're part of the singers company family just growing girls growing women love it strong girls strong hearts strong minds so sc at i believe in me so at sc i believe in me on instagram check us out there and then there's links to register there okay and we'll put those links in the show notes too where people can join and they can become part of your program and do even the you guys have a bloom box right we do. Uh, yeah, we, there's different levels for different needs. Like the first one is just a quick little snippet of 12 episodes. We call it the middle school boot camp. What you need to know before right. you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's just for anyone, any situation. I love it. Thank you guys so much for your time thank and you. for all that you shared yes, today. thank you, Corinne. This was so fun. Thank you, Corinne. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow subscribe to our Apple podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.